Welcome back to episode two, season four, hashtag 59's Outdoor Adventure Podcast. I am your co-host, Mike R., and I have the lovely Jill G. here with me. Jill G., say hello. Hey, hey. And for those of you who missed the intro episode, season episode one, season four, we are talking about two things this year. Switchbacks and sandwiches. Hiking and sandwiches and sandwiches and switchbacks and the muddy dirt trails and the beautiful sandwiches that you can eat along the way. Today, we are, first of all, we are not only talking about Joshua Tree National Park, we are recording from the town of Joshua Tree, California, where we are living right now, uh, looking forward to sharing some, this is a pretty interesting town. Got a lot of corks to it. I like it. Definitely unique, that's for sure. Not very big, pretty small, but kind of tucked into the desert and then really borders another community pretty closely. Yes. Yucca Valley's really close, but... And your great aunt apparently lived here in the 1950s. She did. I'm still trying to track down maybe where her house was. Well, it's we, hard to find that information. We got a few weeks left. So. I think it was the late 60s, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So we are talking today about... This beautiful, tasty sandwich we made going up to the highest spot in Joshua Tree National Park, which was the summit of Ryan Mountain. Uh, So we did this a couple days ago. Fun fact about Ryan Mountain, the first time we ever came to Joshua Tree, uh, Jill, Jill wanted to make sure that I didn't hike alone. So I pulled up to this trailhead. That's always a good tip. You know, that that you're not supposed to hike alone, if possible. Yes. And it was on the heels of us getting mildly lost the day before. Yeah. All the disclaimers coming in now. Just say, giving it a little context. That's all. Well, we got to a parking lot and we saw some people getting ready for the trail. So she like threw my pack together and had me chase these people up. The summit. That would be in close proximity of other people, just in case there was an emergency. And we got to the summit, and this father-daughter said, holy shit, man, like, you were on us that whole time. You pushed us to make, like, great time. I said, oh, you guys were going so fast. He said, that's because you, you were tailing us. I said, well, my wife's down the trailhead, and she wanted me to follow somebody close. I said, well... We hike this all the time, and we beat our best time to the top by like 15 minutes today, so nice work. Which now for me is semi-embarrassing because it's a pretty straight-up and back trail. I don't know how you could technically get lost on it, but at that moment, it was a concern, that's for sure. But yeah, you trucked it. That was <laughs> You went really fast. We didn't go nearly that fast this time. No, but we made good pace. Uh, this is a – so tell, tell maybe the listeners uh, – Maybe even a, a couple thoughts that you had about Joshua Tree with like the similarity of hikes and maybe what you enjoyed about hiking to the highest point in the park and going up this mountain. Sure. So desert hiking is something that's really new to me. I haven't done a lot of desert hiking. Most of my hiking has been done in the mountains. So I have a hard time getting a good grasp of where I am, especially amongst these beautiful Joshua trees. It tends to be pretty sandy and pretty flat. Um, However, I guess not flat because you kind of go up and down these little 
hills, I guess I would say, because all of a sudden you can get completely turned around from my perspective, again, because I haven't done it very much. So I was really looking forward to Ryan Mountain because it was a very clear up and back trail, which proved to be really popular. There was quite a few people on it, but uh, the landscape is really beautiful. It's not that high for being the highest place in the park. What is it? It's 5,400 feet, I think, which I think is higher though than most people would think I think if nobody, if somebody's never been to Joshua Tree National Park, they wouldn't think that Joshua Tree is actually at 2,500 feet or so in elevation to begin any trail. And yeah, that one you're going up to 5,400 feet, which is a little, just a bit higher though than I think. I mean, it was windy and cold at the top. It was definitely yeah. windy and cold. That was one of the things I was going to say. Now, now we're talking late November. Yeah. Um, beautiful blue sky. I mean, beautiful day. But as you started to go, it's really exposed. There's not a lot of cover in regards to the mountain itself or trees of any kind up there. So you're just really exposed kind of on the side, not in a dangerous way, just to the elements. And, so it got really chilly. And it actually, I mean, it felt like a mountain hike. It did. That's yeah, probably like why I liked it the summit. most. Yeah, yeah, it did. Another fun, we did this on Opt Outside Day. Yeah, the Friday after Thanksgiving holiday. Yeah. So that was our Opt Outside hike, which was kind of fun. REI closes its doors on Black Friday and pays all their employees and wants them to go opt outside, do some trash cleanup, which I had, we, hashtag 59, was partnered with a bunch of people we had our own trash cleanup but so this was our opt outside hike i i loved it it was the second time i've been up there you gain about a thousand feet in a mile and a half going up so it's a it's a steep incline yeah i was gonna say the thing i liked about it is it's just a really steady incline you know sometimes you have hikes where the elevation is really concentrated to a certain portion of it a certain half mile this was pretty just steady the whole way which for me makes it easy to pace it's really nice there was tons of individuals and families young kids that were doing it um at this time, 2020, end of November, almost everybody had masks on. You were able to stay pretty socially distanced from people. So it was just a really nice, it was a really nice hike. Probably one of my favorites. Great cola cacti. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and little parking tip, if you want a little bit longer, we, we parked at the Sheep Pass campsite. campsite and walked. And there's actually a trail from the campground that connects to Ryan Mountain. So you tack on overall about an extra mile with that. But that kind of gives us to the segue of the other part of this episode, the sandwiches. Oh, yeah. It was so windy at the top of Ryan Mountain that we opted to wait to eat our sandwiches. And we came down and right, you're right at a campsite. There's picnic tables right there. We actually ate on some... Big boulders. Big kind boulders, of. but you could have eaten at a picnic table. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about our sandwich now that we've talked about the switchbacks, which I feel I feel better today than I mean Zion, yes, one of the greatest hikes in the entire world, but not a lot of switchbacks. True. We started out season four kind of on an interesting note. Switchbacks and sandwiches. The first one had no switchbacks. This hike is literally switchbacks to the summit. It is, yes. Yes. So let's talk about sandwiches. So we told you when we did this. It was the day after Thanksgiving. And we kind of did some, I guess, if you're into a traditional Thanksgiving meal, we kind of pulled out leftovers that we had cooked together. 
Yeah, so we had made some traditional, some less traditional food for the holiday. And we, of course, kept some of those leftovers for a unique sandwich for at that time. So we kind of packed those up in our stashers, of course, my favorite, and um, brought those with our camping spoons and built them right there on the rock. And we did, well, first of all, we did some interesting, for, you made, I just want to give a little shout out uh, to honor the Pueblo Native Americans that we just visited in Mesa Verde National Park. You made squash bowls with black beans, corn, and sautéed yellow zucchini in them with, what kind of cheese was that on top? It was melted cheese, folks. You can't go it's, wrong. It's, it starts with an M. I don't know. Moon, Moonster. Yeah, I like don't Eddie, even know how Eddie, to say like it. The, moon, the Munsters. Yeah, yeah, you put that on there. So, yeah, one of the things that we found out in that national park was that beans, corn, and squash were kind of staples of the Pueblo diet. And so we decided to make something in honor of that for our Thanksgiving meal, too. That, of course, we ate all of, so we didn't have that or we didn't bring that along. So we also had made some more traditional food, and we brought that for the sandwiches. And so we had rolls. Yep, French rolls. Then we did some slices of mozzarella cheese. Yep. And then... Because cheese is good on everything. Yep. And you might wonder, what are uh, two people who don't eat meat eating on Thanksgiving? Well, you know, you still eat the other stuff. So we had mashed potatoes. Yep. On them, and we had stuffing, stuffing on them, and a little bit of gravy, and a little bit of gravy. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good sandwich. Now I don't know if we were just that hungry. I feel like that might end up being the theme for a lot of these, because I had anticipated it was going to be kind of dried out and kind of not that great. I kept talking about in the morning that I wanted to have cranberries on them, but of course we didn't buy any. We didn't make any. Mike, I saw. I Mike saw. wouldn't touch them because they have a ton oh, of sugar in them. No, 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 no. I flipped at the grocery because they had forty-nine grams of added sugar. In I like don't one think they can. had that. They much. didn't just have a little sugar in them. Regardless, cranberries have never been a staple of my. Thanksgiving, so I didn't push for that, but I thought it would have added a lot of color and a little flavor to those sandwiches. Yes. But in the end, it was all right. I thought didn't the sandwiches really need were, it too bad. I thought they were fabulous. They were leftover sandwiches, and they were eaten at the bottom after the summit, so maybe we were hungrier. But all in all, I thought it was an excellent switchback hike and an excellent sandwich. I agree. Good combo. Now, let's talk a little bit more about uh, Joshua Tree... National Park and Joshua Tree in general for people who are coming here or who haven't been here. Uh, there's a lot of like funky quirks and cool stuff to do both in the park and around these towns, I think. Uh, for those who don't know where Joshua Tree is, it's about two hours east of L.A., uh, three hours southwest of Vegas. And we've done – we did the Pine City Trail. Mm-hmm which was just a nice jaunt with a lot of bouldering mm-hmm. opportunities. So if you're a rock climber, Joshua Tree National Park is the shiznit. Uh, beyond that, today we did a great trail. 
That's what I was just going to say. I When we had been out previously, besides Ryan Mountain, I was talking about how I felt like a lot of the trails were really similar. Uh, just kind of out and backs, a lot of what I consider, like I said before, desert hiking. And then today, out of nowhere, we picked, it was called the 49 Palms Oasis. Yes. That's what it's called, right? And it was wonderful. Again, it was you kind of weave in and around rocks up and down and on the side. And then after, it's only about a three-mile hike. So I think a mile and a half in, you come across these big palms that are at the base of an oasis there at that side of the park. And it's a dawn to dusk hike because the bighorn sheep like to come on in there and drink water and hang out in the oasis at night apparently so they make sure that nobody's in there so that they have areas to roam i guess it's probably a really close water source would be my guess and there's also another one we're going to do later uh or in december called the lost palms oasis which is in the southern end of the park actually pretty close to the salton sea uh which is another like if you look that up, we just watched a documentary on that because we're in the area and what's happening there is crazy and horrific and sad and wild. Really, really interesting historical perspective on some environmental information. So, I mean, looking up that documentary, I think it's called The Magic in the Desert, The Magic of the Desert or yep. something of that nature. We watched it on uh Prime, I think, is what you, we found it If on, you Google Salt and Sea documentary. Yeah, it was good. Right it's really informative. So the park's pretty big. And, the, and then uh, Palm Springs is nearby. The iconic, famous Coachella Music Festival is located right outside of that. Uh, but there's also a couple of our friends are coming tent camping or van camping in a week or two. And they have talked about... Uh, the Skull Rock and Arch Rock campsites are these iconic campsites where like rock climbers and backpackers convene. And it's a little bit of a community feel, I think, with the park. If you like the desert, you're kind of hooked. Well, I think talking about that community feel, I'm waiting for you to mention your probably most favorite thing that you had been anticipating which is, of course, the farmer's market. (laughs) It did not let down. It did not. So there's a farmer's market just on the main, kind of the main strip here in, I guess, what's considered downtown. It's just kind of the main street. Joshua Tree is about 8,500 people, so it's a small town. But we've been talking about every Saturday they have a farmer's market. They have a great um, handle on Instagram. I'm sure we'll tag them in it. They've got wonderful pictures of produce and flowers and got some of the best-smelling eucalyptus that has just been incredible. I mean, really, it was a great – it was great. I mean, there was probably only 20 or less vendors. I mean, it's not as if there was – uh, it's not huge, but just it's tons of with produce. Local food. Mm-hmm. It was really good, and that and that's it. Uh, on top of that, we haven't actually really eaten out yet, but we're going to. Natural Sisters Cafe looks amazing. Des Fine, Fine Foods. Food. Um, there was a is it the Cornerstone Cafe that yep. looked good. Yeah, we haven't eaten anywhere. We've been scoping it out, but we've been doing a lot of shopping, a lot of business with uh, Joshua Tree Natural Natural Foods. We've been cooking, yes. yeah. So, but uh, there's there's a lot there's a lot of there's a lot of artisans here. Uh, the national the the worldwide crochet museum is here, which is actually just somebody who does crochet out of a van. 
Like, yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll swing by there to check that out, too. Really unique place. I mean, it's definitely, if you're coming to the park, it's worth a visit. Uh, they're really localized, so being able to support the community in some way, I think it's yeah. always really nice. Yeah, it's definitely got that desert, the desert vibe, the desert energy, and yeah, very local. And it, I mean, it's hippie. A little, it's got some hippie flair to it. Sure. So, which I love. But uh, great hiking, great rock climbing, great food scene, quirky, fun community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We love our Airbnb. We can't, I'm not even, we can't talk about no, it. No, we can't no. discuss it because it's sold out. We're, like for the rest is. of 2021. Yeah, we're so not I'm, holding out on you. It's gone. But we're here. We're here for a while. There must be a long-term rental after us, but I'm I'm watching it to come back. That's for sure. And even if it were available, listeners, as much as we love you, we couldn't tell because we would want first dibs. Yeah, for sure. It's we're we're selfish switchback sandwich hikers here. <laughs> Just no. at, at least right now. Just right now. Uh, so... That's it. Oh, we wanted to do what is one side dish that you oh, would bring for your goodness. for your mashed potato stuffing gravy sandwich. Thank goodness I got off the Google Doc and the outline. We almost cut off the episode without doing the there side you dish. Go. Well, start. Let us know what it. What Mine. My pick yeah. is definitely a pumpkin cookie. A pumpkin cookie. Yeah. Oh, going with the leftover Thanksgiving. Yeah, going with the sandwich. Well, that I didn't even think about. We that. had a pumpkin spice cookie on. We did that day, and it was very and good. it was delicious. So I would definitely bring one of those for the sandwich. Wow, uh, I would do keeping with that corn bean squash. I would turn that into a corn bean squash pico de gallo with some onions, cilantro, and tomatoes and bring along some tortilla chips from the farmer's market and have myself a little salsa Pretty good with the chips. Pretty good choice. Yeah. I would yeah. partake in that too. Uh, any parting words about Joshua? Are you going to become a rock climber while we're here, you think? A boulderer, if you will? Hmm. I'm not sure. I don't think so. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. I might do a little... I'm not going to rock climb. I, I definitely will get into a little bit more bouldering than I have before. Watching you climb up and down the big rocks. See, there's an endless amount of places to attempt it. It was funny. It. The first time we went over to the rocks, you said, what are you going to do now? And I said, I'm going to climb up them. And then you said, what are you going to do after that? I'm going <laughs> to climb down them. Yeah, it's just like That's you're it. just playing on the rocks. It's like nature's jungle gym. Yes. Oh, before we go, one one final thing. Not to, we like to end with the pumpkin cookie as a side dish, but um, so my one of our friends, Courtney, who I went to college with, she her actually her husband Josh was on an episode. If you remember the episode about the guy who woke up to the black bear gnawing on his leg, I remember that. Josh was on uh, back in season one talking about that. Uh, but his partner, Courtney, told me about this rock climbing piece here called the Chasm of Doom. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to do that. It looks like a shimmy, a shami through about 100 yards of tight wedges inside this boulder field. Hard pass. I'm not going. Yeah, that was a hard pass by you. So if, you're a ro- if, if you are a rock climber, 
Uh, Chasm of Doom is another goodie here in Joshua Tree. Yeah, to definitely look up. It doesn't look like you can eat a sandwich on it, so. No, I you would definitely want to eat out. your sandwich beforehand or after. Yeah. Well, that's it, folks. Come, come to Joshua Tree, hike up Ryan Mountain, have a leftover medley sandwich with a pumpkin cookie and some corned bean squash medley on the side. And until next episode, Mike R., Be well. Joel G. That's your sign-off. I like that. Be well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, This is Hashtag 59's podcast. If you have not listened before, we have tons of archives from the first three seasons. Hashtag59.com is our website. We have blogs, events, and, of course, all the social media channels. So pick whatever you like and follow along. Until next time, be well, friends.